Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. The Shake and Bake team. Shake and Bake. That's what we're going to start doing. We're going to start doing it. Shake and Bake is going to be me and Ian's thing now. But do we shake our titties instead? We're here to talk about Last Night in Soho today, though, not Talladega Nights. Um, this is a movie we watched a long time ago. We watched it when I was back in the other house. So, oh, God, we did, right? Life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, first impressions. What'd you think? Um, I thought it was all right. Uh, I thought it looked really cool. Um, I thought it, uh, yeah, I... I liked it. I didn't. I know you were worried that I was going to, you were worried that I was like really going to hate it. I didn't hate it. I just thought it was yeah. fine. Um, I didn't think you were going to hate it. So I did think that uh, you okay. were going to give it a solid 2.5 out of five. And I thought that you were going to like the aesthetic, like the setup and not so much the, the plot as a whole. Yeah. That's, that see, it? I, I want to tell everyone you're getting better at being able to tell hmm. my opinions, but I still fucking, I feel like I'm still fuck all with like, Will Zach like this? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but you're getting better at being able to tell what I like. That's okay. We'll have to make it a real game where we kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, do shots or something if we get it wrong. or I don't know. We'll come up <laughs> with some cool game. Um, this was one of my favorite movies of 2021. It really was. Like, I saw this movie three times in the theater, and I thought it was just so fucking good. It's Edgar, Edgar Wright, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Baby Driver guy. And I think the last mm-hmm. horror movie he did before this one was Shaun of the Dead. I hope I don't have that wrong. But yeah, it was Shaun of the Dead, which is a whole different tone in horror. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, this is more it, like what psychological thriller. Yeah. 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 Like this is like barely horror, which I don't say as an insult. That's fine. Like, I, I feel like it's like psychological, but I guess like supernatural thriller. Mm-hmm. Cause like there are ghosts. Um, yeah. So like it could fall under either of those, like more like Hitchcock, like more Hitchcock thriller than like horror, horror, Um, which again, I don't say as a negative cause that's fine. Like I don't, you know, yeah. um, yeah, and, like, it's weird because his first movies were all very much Shaun of the Dead, but, like, it's, like, he, he, all of his movies were very, at first, like, those same character beats, mm. that same tone. Um, did you ever see, um, God, what is it, Bar at the End of the World or something at the End of the World? Uh, is it one of his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, get, let me go to his filmography really quick. It was, like, the Cornetto trilogy where it was, like, all the same actors in different movies playing different characters uh, that was was that part character. of the Shaun of the dead and like hot fuzz or or fuzz yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that yeah yeah okay so Shaun, of, Shaun the dead, of the dead hot, hot fuzz, fuzz and then that um there was a uh, fistful of fingers um he also did scott pilgrim versus the world which was another really really good yeah. one i did really like that one yeah i think he's he's good he just doesn't come along very often right like he's kind of yeah sporadic when he does movies um but i think this was like a fantastic effort and everybody involved in it is so good that it's just like it really was one of my favorite movies of 2021 i think spider-man beat it did spider-man come out in 2021 or am i wrong yeah that was december yeah, correct december. okay yeah, yeah so yeah. just right at the end there spider-man beat it It warms my heart to hear you say <laughs> such nice things about a marvel movie listen Zachary. i've never had a theater experience as i did for spider-man no no coming home way home <laughs> so whatever the hell you call it um spider-man three-way this one was really good the second time i saw this one in theaters uh there was there was, i love watching people who had never seen it before so there was these two ladies in front of me and i was 
just watching them basically more than the whole movie just to see their reactions at certain parts. Um, cause it's a stressful movie. It's a stressful watch. It, it gets, it gets a little stressful sometimes and all, all the right beats. These, these ladies were cringing <laughs> and like, it was, it was great. I love that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what did you like about it? I guess we could start there before um, we get into all the criticisms. I mean, Anya Taylor Joy is mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, so we both saw New Mutants, and we both kind of felt the same way about New Mutants. But she was really good in that movie. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she's just very good, right? Like, yeah. Even like again, like a movie like New Mutants, like this movie was better than that. But that movie is like, eh. But she makes it. I think like her presence makes it better right it's like she's just very enjoyable to watch on screen she's just her face is just enjoyable like she's she's got such an acting presence she was like a model before this too right like she was what from argentina and she just she was a model her spanish is better than than yours or mine she's fucking gorgeous (laughs) and then comes out on the scene and she's a fantastic actor as well and she can sing and like i guess just all all around the the best package you could want in your movie um she was actually supposed to play ellie did you know that I have that I'm written on some of my trivia. She, um, Edgar Wright wanted her to play the main girl, Ellie, oh. but because she'd been playing such roles that were a little bit more like quieter, like Ellie's, um, before, like in the witch and all that, um, he wanted to give her some more to do. Mm. And so she goes into the movie and she is this, she's this enigma, this, this vision of the past. We only see her really in flashbacks. Um, and in that way, I think she works so much better because we just, I, I left wanting more of her every time one of her scenes ends. And I, I almost think that would have been a waste having her be Ellie because mm. we needed that character to be like, have this air of mystery and this air of like, where it's like, you feel bad, but also, you know, there's like something you're missing. Yeah. And I feel like she does that really, really well. Um, that like, not that, I mean, sure they could have found someone who was also good, but it would have felt like a waste of her for her to be the more like, just like yeah. scared character. Probably because she just does she so she's playing the character of Sandy. It's this young girl who goes to London and she's looking to make a name for herself. You know, she's going to she's going to be a singer, dancer. She's going to be like a headlining act. And she goes into this club. We see her for the first time in one of the flashbacks and she goes into this club and she's like sure that she's going to be a headliner at this club, which is one of the, I guess, most famous clubs in, in Soho at the time. Right. These are, yeah. It's in London in the 60s. We hear that about 50 times. They want <laughs> you to know it's London in the 60s. Um, <laughs> and when she does get out there and on the dance floor, when she starts talking to people, she has that fucking confidence. And like, I totally buy it. I'm like, yes, she is going to rule the world. Like I see. And you know, you know what I really like about it? And this is like a credit to her acting is that in her like scenes by herself, that character is a little bit more quiet, but then mm. you watch her turn it on. And I yeah. think that's really like, uh, that shows what a good actor she is, that you watch her play this character who is maybe a little bit more reserved in quieter moments, but then when she turns it on, she like really turns it on. Yeah. But like, sells you on like, oh, this isn't how she always is. She's, you know, working the crowd and networking yeah. and all that shit. And I, I thought that was all really well done. I mean, that's show business too, right? Like even, even yeah. this is a form of show business, right? Like we have to right. come on here and we have to be a little bit more lively, even if we're tired. Ian is very tired right now, but he's turning it on for us. Our, our little Sandy, get on out there, baby <laughs> girl. <laughs> um, and you kind of have to do that. She does do a really good job at that. Um, our main character is Ellie though. So Ellie is, is got, I guess we opened with Ellie and Ellie has this she can see dead people or she can see like visions of the past or i don't exactly know what her ability is wait so the way i took it was like 
she sees her mom. I, I, I took it as like, there's no, she doesn't have abilities. It's like, how am I going to describe this? It's like, she lives in a world where ghosts are real. And yeah. like, I didn't think her mom was actually a ghost. I thought it was like, just like she was seeing her mom. And then the ghosts that she sees like in the apartment yeah. were like actual ghosts. And by the end of the movie, did you stick with that? That's the yeah. same thing. You yeah, were, that's... Okay, I saw, I saw it more as like she does see ghosts. I guess so like, so the thing with like, People who can see ghosts and all that. Very six sense um, The I guess there's just people who are more sensitive to something like that, to, to abilities. I, I've always heard that everybody has that in them. Everybody has the ability to do that. But some people are more sensitive to the other side that they're able to see or contact or like hear or something like that. So when a ghost is reaching out to you or some energy is like around you, you can pick up on it easier. And so that's kind of how I took it. And But then like the visions come in and I'm not sure how the visions play into it. I'm thinking like, I don't know. Because um, yeah. she sees the visions as dreams, right? She's not seeing the visions while she's up and awake. But right, she is yeah. seeing the ghosts while she's up and awake. So it's like this blend of her being able to see visions from the past and also picking up on this like, I don't know, ghost energy. Um, And this is the... <laughs> this is the ability that... I, after watching this movie, I don't know if I would want <laughs> because she stressed me out this whole fucking movie. Let me tell you, like she, I, I, every time I watch it, I've just, all the decisions she's making. And when you think about it, all these decisions that she's making, she can't really make any other decisions. When she's seeing something, she's physically reacting to it. However, nobody else is seeing what she's reacting to. And so she's almost stabbing Jacosta in the eyeball with some scissors, right? <laughs> it's like... Stressful because I'm like, oh, poor Ellie, girl. You know, you. <laughs> I, I feel for you, but you need to go to jail. You're somebody's going to arrest you, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I. No, I definitely. Are you kidding? I don't want that power because I. My go-to is like, what if a ghost walks in while I'm pooping or showering? Oh like then gosh. what? Okay, and attacks you on the toilet, and then your mom has to run in because she hears you thrashing around, and she opens the door, I... and you're sitting, sitting with your ass on the toilet fighting the shower curtain. You know? Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> like the, did you ever see? You've you've seen that video of the? It's like I don't know, like telenovela or something like that and somebody like slaps her and she like oh yeah wraps the her own the co own curtain around her neck yeah that's <laughs> what i'm picturing right now yeah. yeah and that's like i always think about like a power where you don't get you don't get to decide when you're alone yeah no i don't want that because my go-to is what if it's when i'm pooping like what if i'm on the toilet <laughs> and that's when the thing happens. well as the, because this only happens in horror movies ian that is not aesthetically pleasing to see somebody <laughs> on the shitter while this is happening okay they have to but be like, in, right? in the library or something like that you know um <laughs> on the fucking toilet this is where he goes this is where he goes are you kidding watching yellow jackets i was just like god what are they doing about the bathroom situation like that's i always they're digging a I fucking hole and they're digging a hole and shitting in it and we don't have to watch them do it Ugh. could you uh, imagine if i had to do that zachary you know, I'll go out and dig a hole for you. It'll be Ian's private hole. Thanks. It'll just, it, it, that's his. Nobody goes over there. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of woods, so we can all have our own hole, right? Oh, my God. gosh. No, but anyway. Think, back, back, back <laughs> to this. Let's not talk about shit no more. I also wanted to point out that she is wrong about yeah. a couple of things and gets, like, the old man killed. We're not there yet, though. She's she is she is this. This is one of my th favorite things in horror right now. Characters who really like are being overcome by the supernatural something that nobody else can see. That we just covered New Nightmare, and I was just thinking of that this while, while we were 
because I think we we watched these pretty close together, right? And so yeah, I, think I think when so. we watched this, I was thinking of Nancy or Heather Langenkamp in New Nightmare. I'm like, she looks insane too. Like she looks freaking psycho. There was like 10 horror movies that came to me while you're talking, but now I forget all of them. But I feel like that's, yeah, that's like where the person looks like wild and it's like, Ooh, well, no one's believing you because also like, yeah, you look unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I actually don't, oh, I mean, I love New Nightmare, but I don't always love that trope. Cause I don't, that's I, for here. It didn't bother, but like not bother me, but it makes me just like, Oh God. Cause like, I'm like mad that no one's believing yeah. these characters. Um, well, why would anybody believe that? I wouldn't believe you. You know, I know you I would. wouldn't ask. No, I would, I would, I would. I, that was just a joke. <laughs> but like in all reality, if you come to me saying that you're seeing ghosts and you know, they're pulling your man bun, I'm, I'm helping you. I'm flying to Jersey. We're going to figure it out. I'm going to get some, <laughs> some meters and, some uh, dowsing rods, and we're going to fi- figure this shit out, okay? That's going to be a, <laughs> a found footage movie all on its own. Um, what did you is? Would you consider Ellie a final girl? I don't know if I would. So Ellie okay. is my problem with the movie. Ellie, I think is like <gasps> oh, no. the weakest. I think she's the weakest link, and she's just a very flat character who's just scared. Um, yeah. And that I, you know, I hate that. I hate when it's like the character is just scared and running away. And I felt like that's all she did. Mm. Um, and like, and that she was so wrong most of the movie. And it's like, man, you fucked up every way, every possible way she oh, fucked no. up. So I would not <laughs> consider her a final girl, but I guess technically she lives. So if you consider this horror, she is a final girl, right? I guess. I think I feel like the final, the, the final girl term is like very loosey-goosey now like anybody can pretty much be considered a final girl um but the thing is she is running around she has she has to she's got these things chasing her she keeps like having these she's having these visions and and all of all of these crazy things but she does not do that for the entire movie so i do i do push back a little bit on that i think she at some point decides to like go in with this mystery and she's going to figure out who like killed sandy because she has a vision that sandy dies that she um she basically goes through, uh, let's start from the beginning with Ellie, right? I think Ellie is a very, I think she's a lot more complicated than you're giving her credit for. First off, she can be a little bit annoying. I do think uh, Alistair agrees with you there that she, he was, I think she was the weakest point for him too. Um, but I love when she, Alistair and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, she very much is the, I'm not like other girls girl. Mm-hmm. She feels like that. Like she gets to college and she shows up in these clothes that she made, which is really cool, right? Like she's going yeah. to fashion school. She shows up in clothes she already made. Um, that's cool. But then she's like, I only listen to 60s music. I'm, I want to be in London in the 60s. I wish I was alive during the 60s. You know, like that's her in a nutshell. Is like she she's very much like, I can't stay with these girls in this, this dormitory. They're too modern. She calls herself Jocasta. Hurricane Jocasta. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I'm oh, enjoying no, it. I, I just, I've run out of lines. <laughs> um, but she, so she's like, she kind of rejects everybody else and kind of isolates herself. Nobody really isolates her. Yeah. Um, there is a moment where she's in the bathroom and like they, they kind of, the girls kind of have this sharing moment where they all arrive at the dorms and uh, she reveals that her mom killed herself. And, you know, it's very sad. But um, later on in the bathroom, she overhears the girls talking about her, mainly Chicasta. Um, and they're kind of like, mm, I don't know, making fun of her for being like a standout or anything like that. But I think at that point, what do you, what do you do? Do you just like write those girls off or do you kind of try to get in there? Uh, I think, and I think you'll probably agree. It depends on my mood Okay. because either I'm writing those girls off or I'm opening the door and saying, excuse me. And like causing a scene. 
depends on my yeah. mood. Um, but I don't think I would, I don't think I would like try to, especially yeah. Jocasta, I would not try to talk to her. Okay, so wait, so here, you're gonna roll your eyes at me. Okay. The dynamic between them feels very much like two girls written by a man for me oh, because no. Jocasta was like so flat. It's like, ugh, like, I don't know. I wanted like, you know, at the end when she's like, oh, like she like tells her she did a good job or like puts her hand on her shoulder. Oh, it's like, so I don't stupid. know, man. Yeah. That, that like, dumb. why would that happen if we never saw any bit of kindness coming from this character? Yeah. And I wish, I wish there had just been like, she was casually cruel and casually annoyed, but it felt like she was very like, capital MG mean girl. I do think Jocasta was written very flatly. I think the performance was a lot more nuanced. Yeah, I think yeah. when you see the certain looks that she gives and like, She's kind of, she feels more like she is just a bitch, but she is kind of just ribbing her and is not entirely like, she doesn't hate Ellie, right, you know, yeah, she yeah. doesn't. And, but I think Ellie seems to isolate herself um, more than anybody isolating Ellie. And that that's kind of annoying. The fact that she does think she, she seems like a character that does put herself above everybody else. And like, she is just smarter than everybody else or that she, I don't know, is just more worldly than everybody else. Like she's not worried about the Kardashians. She's worried about, you know, fashion in the sixties and right, how she's yeah, going yeah. to put that into her work. Right. So in that, I think she's kind of annoying, but then like, I don't know. I do kind of, uh, I think I'm, I'm torn between whether if, I, if I like how she was written or if I like how she was performed, because I think Thomason McKenzie was really good at playing like frightened and terrified. Like I thought she was fantastic and that's everything I want in a, you know, a girl in, in a horror movie. Then we get the first night of her where she dreams, yeah. but then is in the sixties. And I like, I made, I took a bunch of notes about how cool that looked. Like I liked yeah. the way that shot. I liked the way like she's sinking in and then is just like in the sixties. I thought that all was like super cool. Yeah. Um, And I do like, I mean, we said this before, but like we're just kind of thrown in there, right? Like there's like, we see Anya Taylor-Joy uh her character but we don't really know right we're just like it's almost like she sees through her eyes but like not into her mind so she just yeah. sees what's in front of her for those like two hours that she's in her body but that's it so that's why she doesn't really know what's going on um and i do like that oh i love that because i think when you that 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 is what makes us want more right it's like yeah. we get just enough we just get to see we get to like be a voyeur and then we're like closed off from that the door closes and we're like oh shit i want more of that i want to see more of like sandy i want to see where she's going next i think i think that was absolutely perfect actually you know during these flashback scenes i read that uh they were originally not going to have any dialogue and it was going to be completely music and i hmm. i'm really glad that they put dialogue in there because i think yeah. just robbing anya taylor joy of any sort of dialogue is like is is wasting her fucking acting ability um, because she is really, really good in these scenes and she comes in this like really nice, like sixties pink dress. And I think that it was just fucking like blows me away. All of her costumes, all of her dancing, all of the lights like shining on her. Like it's such an aesthetic that just like fucking sends me to the moon. And like, even that first scene when they're in the mirror and she's like, yeah, poking at it. That's so cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. And they do, they, they use the mirror a lot throughout this um, and it so, works i mean i could see someone <laughs> saying it but I, every time it worked for me i think so too i think i think there are things that you know have been done time and time again and they get a little stale but if you can do them in the right way and you can treat yeah. them the right way then it, it really works that's why i liked the the x movie so much because it really was just a movie that's been done a million times right but they took such care with it that it became a really good movie um 
And so I, I think they do a lot of those things with this because the mystery is not particularly like that thrilling, you know, like it's not, it's, there's, there's not a lot of twists and turns. There's a couple, but, um, it is pretty straightforward. Like she's, this girl's getting like kind of haunted yeah. by this vis- vision of the past. And I guess she, so she's haunted. She, that's like spurred on all these visions and everything by like, she is now renting Sandy's old room at the top of this like building. Um, we don't know. Do we know that right away? I can't remember. Not right away, but we know from the first vision that she was in Sandy's room. Cause okay. I think it ends with Sandy in the bedroom. Um, and then, like, right, yeah. throughout the movie, she's going in and out of these dreams, and it's getting a little bit seedier, a little bit seedier. Um, I really like that when we check back in with Sandy, she she clips, clicks up with this guy, Jack. And when we check back in with Sandy, um, Jack has, like, got her an audition, right? For 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 some singing job, whatever. Um, she thinks it's gonna for, like, some headlining act, but it really is just for prostitution, basically. And I really like that, and I don't know if you would agree with me, that when she... When we check back in there and, and Sandy is up and performing, she does this like really slowed down version of like acapella version of downtown. Fantastic, by the way. Ian loves it. Ian loves it. <laughs> the music's really good in this. Um, but when she's performing, we have such buildup, even just from one scene, we have such buildup to this audition that the audition was a little bit lackluster. Um, Sandy is super talented. She's gorgeous. She's super magnetic and charismatic. But... She seems like all the other girls who are going out for the same thing and like there's not much to differentiate her herself from the rest yeah. of them. And then she's kind of thrown in with the rest of them in this life of like, you you know, you you dance on stage and men take you back stage after and, you know, you have sex with them for money and her pimp is Jack and all of that. So I really liked that with Sandy and that we are not shown this girl who like who is better than anybody else. She's just, she's as good as everybody else. I would say, do you think that, or did you think she was, um, I mean, she was good. It's, I, I think it was just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I don't know. <laughs> I thought her audition was really good. Okay. I might be seeing it differently then. Okay. I mean, cause like it couldn't be a big performance, right? Cause it's an audition. So I, I mean, not that either of us are auditioning for anything with singing, but I would imagine that's how that goes where it's like, you don't have the backup. Yeah. You don't have, you know what I mean? It's just like, I just think that the first night that we saw her, when she just shows up at the club and she's not even auditioning, that was a better audition than the one she gave, you know? Like, I don't know. Um, But then she's like, you know, kind of in this life of prostitution, which really does go in with like Soho in the 60s, I guess. Um, I did a little bit of research on that. It it was, I mean, that was a big thing, you know? Um, Girls would go to these big cities and they would want to be, you know, be these big stars and, and end up and, you know, just trying to get by, you know, they'd end up with a pimp. And however, um, and Jack is that pimp. Also is played by Matt Smith, who was like a very kind version of the doctor and doctor. <laughs> uh, I guess. I don't know. He didn't do it much for me. Uh, Sam Claflin. Oh, he does it for me. me. Sam Claflin. Wait. The, the, the cop who, did... who sees her in, uh, in the bar okay. when she's kind of like, mm-hmm. she's like drinking a bunch and we're getting this yeah. like montage of her on different nights. And she's, everybody's asking her name. He's, wait, is, isn't Sam Clefton from Hunger Games? Yes. I don't remember him from that. Um, I remember him from me before you. Is that the one where he's in a wheelchair? I don't know. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's like very handsome. With each vision, things just get seedier and seedier and like it freaks Ellie out and she doesn't even want to go sleep anymore. So she's like trying to stay up. She's trying to like stay in class. She's trying to just 
not go back to that flat and, and go back to sleep because she's seeing she, these really dark things. She gets a job at the bar. She does get uh, a job at the bar. The cute guy who had asked her out comes to visit her in the bar. That guy is very patient, by the way. Because like... Yeah, I think everybody is very patient with her. Everybody <laughs> is like... <laughs> considering nobody else is seeing anything that she's seeing, like they're letting her get away with a lot of stuff. This And this guy is very cute. Like when he smiles, he looks like... Yes! A, um, he looks like a stop motion animation smile. Like it's really big. Like his teeth are super white. You know, it's just he looks gorgeous. He's a very nice smile, yeah. <laughs> but then this is her, her love interest, you know, and she he, he's like into her, you know? He's like trying to pick her up. He's trying to take her out. And um, they go out to this Halloween party. Her look in this Halloween party, I wish it would have been her final girl look, her like end of the movie look, because it was perfect. Like she's got this raccoon eyes and um, they, she's got this black dress and they go out to this this like club um, and Jocasta and the popular girls are dressed up like like the craft. Fucking loved it. Thought it was so cool. <laughs> um, I think that's one of my favorite scenes though. I like, I love the, the drama in that scene, how they're dancing, the strobe lights going, you know, there's music. And then she starts seeing the ghosts around her and she's seeing things in the mirror and she's seeing Sandy. And I also love, love, love like a hollow, a co- it doesn't have to be Halloween, a yeah. costume party in a movie or TV show. Like, Having my characters dressed up as other characters, I love that shit. Yeah, especially when directors, like, you can tell that they're film lovers because they put them in, like, not just, like, it, it would have been very easy to do, like, a Cleopatra costume, right? Because that's been, like, done to death. But, like, the right. craft girls, ooh, that was a good one. But even in that scene, so, like, Jocasta, I guess Jocasta, like, drugs her, drugs Ellie. She gives her a drink. It gives both of them a drink, and it's like, uh, there's probably a hallucinogen in there. Uh, that, yeah, I, yeah. So, the... the <laughs> It felt friendly to me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't believe Jocasta was trying to be a bitch with that. I think she was trying to get Ellie to loosen up a little bit, which is not the best way to do it. Don't drink right. people's drinks, guys. Right. But but I know you mean like she like it was probably all the girls were like, ooh, yeah. putting in their drinks. And they're like, all right, let's let the nerd like hang out. <laughs> um, this is when I, I put in my notes. It goes like full. It, I know you didn't like watch it. But it goes very, it gets very Twin Peaks at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, like this all very much reminded me of Twin Peaks. The way the ghosts start appearing to her um, is very, like Twin Peaks, it's like it's, the thing will be moving fast and you don't know what, yeah. like it reminded me of that. Um, and I was I was wondering, I meant to look it up, but I forgot. I was like, I wonder if, you know, uh, Edgar Wright's a big David Lynch fan. This all felt so Twin Peaks to me. Like from this point on, a lot of it felt very Twin Peaks. Did you figure that out? Is, is he a Twin Peaks fan? No, I meant to look it up, but I... Okay, well, I'm going to assume he is. I'm guessing, like, because fucking everybody seems to be. I've never seen Twin Peaks, and I, like, have to watch it. I'd watched one episode, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I... Like, is this supposed to be this hammy? Is this supposed to be and this? And that first episode is good! <laughs> but yes, so it hammy. is very... They find out Laura Palmer's dad, and he's dropping the fire. Like, Laura! I, I... That show... I don't tell Adam Sass anyone. That show yeah. is very unbalanced. I don't think Dave, I think David Lynch needs a, someone who's going to say, sweetheart. <laughs> I think a but, lot of creative people need that. <laughs> yes. Um, I think Lady Gaga, I love Lady Gaga, my favorite pop star. I think she could use that too sometimes. Um, yeah. But the episodes that are great are like really fucking, like the episode where you find out who killed Laura Palmer, I think is one of the best episodes of television. Um, and that's in season two. And I hate most of season two, but that episode is like fucking fantastic. So you're saying this part was like, like, like that. So this yeah. part, this, this whole scene is like very fast. It like, like she sees the ghost. Everything's like very like, 
quick and like she's moving and we're moving to locations really quickly. Is that how Twin Peaks is then? That's how they do the creepy stuff. It's always okay. like a quick, like, like a pan and like maybe the creepy thing was here and we pan, we're yeah. like panning across. So it's just like a quick, not like a flash because it's there, mm -hmm. but like we're like moving away from it quickly. And that's what this, and in the return, the like revival, mm -hmm. the, there was like, David Lynch doesn't explain his things and it's a lot of nonsense. The things that are not ghosts, but are kind of ghosts looked exactly like the ghosts in this. Hmm. That's interesting. I thought the creature design was really good in this. So like I was, yeah. I was hoping this was more original. I don't know because ghosts are, you know, you usually see them a little bit different. Um, I liked how we saw all the ghosts in this one, but like, so this, this coming scene then right after the Halloween party made me super uncomfortable, right? Because Ellie's not supposed to have any men over. Miss Collins, the, the board lady, like made that super clear. Then you're not allowed to have men over. You're not allowed to like make noise out of, after a certain time. She's making fucking noise throughout this whole damn movie. She's always like flaring her fucking record player upstairs. I'm like, turn it down. We're screaming. Turn it down. We're in an apartment now and I'm like screaming at Alistair all the time. If it's like after 9 p.m. and he steps too hard, I'm like, fucking are people under us. I will say moving, moving back in with my parents, that was the only nice thing. It was like, Ooh, I can play my music at 10 p.m. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> well, Miss Collins doesn't mind that because Miss Collins is also from the 60s and loves that music. She's like, let's jazz it up, <laughs> baby. Um, but so Ellie brings brings uh, uh, John home. There's a lot of J names in this. John. She brings John home and they like, they're like kissing. They're kind of like, you know, getting frisky in the bed. And then like, she like goes into a full blown vision of Sandy getting murdered in the bed. And it's fucking wild. It's stressful. It's like, oh, and this is one of those scenes that doesn't have really any consequence. And it's wild that it doesn't. And it does take it a couple points down for you because there are no consequences to this part. Um, because this is a boy right. in her room and yeah. I would never speak to her. Like, right. If you went home yeah. with a guy and that happened, even if the guy later was like, oh, there were ghosts, I would be yeah. like, that's cool. We're good. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> because, uh, and it's so hard. It's so hard too, right? So like they're, they're getting frisky. She's having these visions. And then he is like, she's like screaming at the top of her lungs, right? And like Miss Collins downstairs hears it. And Miss Collins goes up to the room and she's like banging on the door. She's asking if she's all right. And this guy is like in her room and like, I don't know what to do. I'm about to like, um, and, and Miss Collins is like, I'm going to call the police. And this is a black boy, by the way, this is a black guy. So like, yeah. it was very uncomfortable. And he like bumps into the mirror and Miss Collins gets into the room. And I was like very nervous that like he was going to yes. die, that he was going to get stabbed or like he was going to get arrested or something like that. He manages to get out. Um, and she's just fucking screaming bloody murder because she like, but like, I also, this is where it gets really hard, right? Is like it, she cannot fucking help it. Like, this is like wild, you know, she should lock herself in, in, a, in a white room with padded walls, you know, because like, how do you function in the world if this is happening like uh, on a dime? Like, see, but wait, this is where I'm going to be an asshole. Okay. Because I'm like, stop screaming. You know they're ghosts. Stop fucking screaming. You know it's not happening to you. You know they're ghosts. I wonder if she was <laughs> feeling any of it. Do you think she was feeling any of it? I don't, like, I mean, but that needed, to, that, that needed to be conveyed to us because it didn't seem like she was. <sighs> so for me, I'm just like, it's fucking yeah. ghosts. What are you screaming about? Like, I would what? be screaming too. It's a lot. This is a lot. This is stressful. She is, she, she loves Sandy. She loves her. And she's I mean, seeing Sandy being murdered. I told you in the new the new <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie when that one girl's like not freaking out and she just quietly like goes yeah. on the bus and sits down. That would be me. I get very like quiet and like, all right, let's move. 
Like, so do I you get, just tell John, hold on, hold on, baby, hold on. And you, you both, you say, get off the bed real quick, get off the bed. And you go, you go, you say, come stand next to me. And you're standing next to the one, you're staring at the bed until, until Sandy is done dying. And then you bring John back to the bed and you say, let's continue. I That's get what laid. you do. I want to get laid. So I'd be like, oh my God. I'm seeing some ghosts. Can you hold my hand real quick? Just <laughs> be like, Miss Collins, do you have another room? <laughs> like, ooh, there's a lot of ghosts going on. So Listen, like, can't fuck I just, yet. <laughs> I sympathize a little bit because it is like totally out of her control. This is not a normal like situation, but she still owes this guy an apology. Yes! Does she apologize to him? I feel like if there was an apology, she avoids him. it was very fleety. Like she does yeah. avoid him. Like there's no I real conversation about what happened. Um, because that's even more like, why is he still being nice to her? She yeah. doesn't even like go to be like, I'm so sorry. It was just like, Ugh. and that, yeah. that, that's why I don't like her. For me, she's so. Uh, it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to hate it because I think it's just I'm trying to put myself in those shoes and how traumatizing that would be for these things to just happen because it's, it's alluded to. Um, throughout the movie that she'd had another mental break at some point yeah, because yeah. of things like this. And so I, I wonder what that was like also, because the grandma, oh, see, her grandmother is very nervous about her going to London by herself. Well, because her grandma's, because the mother had a lot of like, the thing is like, un, like they don't like definitively say, but it's like the mom had mental health issues and died yeah. by suicide. Right. Yeah. Wasn't that assumed that the mom? Yeah. So I feel like she probably has some mental health issues and the, the grandma's just like, I also appreciated that grandma was just like incredibly supportive and nice. <laughs> everybody is incredibly supportive yeah. and nice. Again, everybody towards Ellie is very supportive and nice. Ellie, I love you. Thomas and McKinsey, I think you acted it fantastically. But like somebody should have slapped her at least once. Somebody, somebody, you know. <laughs> because Ellie, like the next day in class, like he doesn't even, he's not even angry with her. He kind of just like, just like looks at her and looks back at his work, you know? But then like she has another fucking vision in class and like has a freak out in class and runs out and and she's on a mission to like uncover this mystery. There's the guy who comes into the bar that she works at. It's an old guy and um, he's been following her around Soho also. And so she's pretty sure that it's him. Did you think he was gay? Because I thought that was going to be the whole thing is like, he's like this nice older gay guy. That's what uh, I thought it was going to be. No, I, what did I think? I don't even remember what I thought because I did think he did it. I thought he did. Oh, you did? I thought that they were making it so obvious that it was one of those scream things, that it's like so obvious and it's right mm -hmm. in front of you that you would think it's not, but it is. Um, so I think I did think it was him, but she like fully thinks it's this old man that keeps coming in. And so she goes to the police. She goes, she goes to the library and starts doing all this research and fucking John, bless his heart, goes in there and helps her do the research. He's like... You're seeing ghosts from 1965 to 1967. Okay, okay. Um, he's I'll like, all right, let's box. do this. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I do love when she goes in there and he's asking why she wants to look up all of that stuff. And she's like, I'm a fashion student, you know, doing a fashion based on murders of the 60s, which sounds like a pretty punk, like, fashion line, to be honest. <laughs> um but yeah, Zachary's telling me about a punch. <laughs> I love a punch. <laughs> um, no, I, I just think John is like too good for her. <laughs> and should should have nothing to do with her for the rest of any any other time. Um, but like, so she has another freak out in the fucking library. And this one is like terrifying. Again, they just happen. Like she sees all these ghosts of these men around her. And these are all the ghosts of, of men who I guess had like 
had sex with Sandy for money is, is right, yeah, what yeah. they are. And so they're following her around. Well, that she killed. Yes. Well, we don't know that yet, though. So she is in the library running from these guys. And then she's at one point does the does the perfect final girl thing that the final girl is supposed to do. And she says, fuck this. I'm going to fight back. But you're like, no, baby girl, don't do that right now. Because she grabs the scissors. She's about to stab one of them. Um, I think John grabs her hand. Yeah. And it's like this close from Jocasta's like eye. And like everybody is looking at her. And it's like. She has no future. If this happens, if this is how her life is going to be, she has no future. Why? Put on some fucking horse tranquilizers or something. Like, she needed to suppress this. <laughs> this is not a gift. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, death is your gift. This is, death is your gift. Mm. It's this. It's this. Um. <laughs> and again... No consequences to almost killing somebody, almost killing Jocasta. I I will say I was like annoyed. So, okay. So like, I know it's the final girl thing to do, but like when they're like ghosts that you like can't touch. Yeah. What are scissors going to do? I mean, like, like, I just feel like, and so I was like, I actually thought what was going to happen in that scene was she's going to kill John. I was like, Oh God, she's going to kill John. He's a nice guy. He's going to get killed because she accidentally does something. Um, and I was glad she didn't accidentally kill someone because it would have felt like too much. Um, but I I was thinking that during the movie, I was like, wait, but Jocasta, especially with how she was written, she would have been telling everyone and like gone to the police, been like, this girl tried to kill me. Um, but it would have bogged the movie down a lot if we also added like, yeah. ooh, the police are after her for attempted murder. And like, how do we resolve that? Because he can't be like, no, there were ghosts. That's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> so we don't see all of that. It is like implied that somebody probably called the cops and there are cops probably right. out looking for her. But I think that was the perfect way to do it is just like leave it implied rather than like we see the saying of like them calling the police. Because Jocasta's a rich girl. Like this is what I'm getting. And that she absolutely called Daddy and Daddy is going to have Ellie arrested. I thought that's <laughs> where we were going to go. Um but she, so she's like running through the rain. This is just like so good. It's so good. I think the pacing was really, I don't know. How did you think about the pacing throughout the movie? Did it ever like kind of slow you down too much for you? Um, I think for me after this, it slowed down a little bit. Um, okay. But I will say I didn't, because uh, the movie the movie is like two hours, right? I think so, yeah. It didn't It didn't feel two hours, but for me a little bit here it slowed down because I kept okay. thinking, okay, but. So that that's the thing that like in general for this trope of like, Oh, the main character is going crazy, but they're not like, we know they're not, but everyone else thinks they are. Is that like, what now? Um, And I found myself thinking, okay, but what now? Because like, she can't fight these ghosts. What are we doing? And that's fair. Cause I mean, it does, you do kind of just go from location to location to location, having the same, she sees a vision. She has a freak out. She does something that everybody's staring at and she leaves. And like, they do that like three times in a row. Um, so I can see that it's a little bit, it, it could slow down a little bit there, but she goes back, she goes like to the bar. They like, are, she shows up looking horrible and they're like, girl, what are you, what are you doing, girl? You gotta I'm get sure. to work. <laughs> you got customer downstairs. <laughs> so she like goes downstairs and he's playing Eloise. And like it's the, it's the old guy. He keeps following her and she does. I do like this. I do like that. She turns her phone on and like starts recording it or whatever. I thought that was so fucking funny. Um, and she's trying to get him to like confess to killing Sandy. And he's like, Oh, I didn't fucking kill Sandy. It's like all these Cockney accents. <laughs> we have to cover more movies with accents so that way you can do this the whole yeah. time. If I can, if I can listen to it right beforehand, I think I could probably do it a little bit better too. Um, 
when I'm on a fucking Love Island kick, it's like nonstop me and Alistair around the house, just Love Island accents. Um, but we, <laughs> so this old guy is like getting pissed because he's like, I didn't kill Sandy. Sandy killed herself or whatever. And so when did you start realizing the twist before we actually get to the twist? You you mean that Sandy was the landlord? That Sandy is the old lady who like runs the boarding house. Honestly, I I didn't really until she's sitting with her. That's when I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um and like not to like almost of error that twist. I saw it coming that he was not the killer. Yeah. I did not see it coming that um that woman was Sandy. It was like a I don't good think. One. Yeah, I don't think she was sitting there with her, and like yeah. it seemed like the old lady was stalling. I was like, oh wait a minute. Yeah, it, it was a pretty good one. So like this old man is not. Uh, she thinks he's Jack the pimp who she thinks killed Sandy right. because that's what happened in her vision. Um, and <laughs> she like runs after him as he's trying to leave the bar, and she like, like I call you on tape. I go. And she like runs after him, like holding the phone at him, and like she's very like she thinks she got this motherfucker. She's like, I got gotcha. you. He gets hit by and a car. camera. <laughs> but this was like the older version of Sam Claflin. So this was the guy we saw earlier, and he's just he was a police officer named Lindsay who had nothing to do with this. Um, and, and she so gets she... him killed. <laughs> and John shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and John's like, do you need some help? He's like, oh, you just had that old man murdered? Well, let me help you. Let me Let's help go. you. Let me drive you. And she's like, she's like, um, I need to go home. And so she, she has him drive her to the boarding house because I think she wants her deposit back at 2 a.m. in the morning. I don't right. know. <laughs> like, just go, right? Like, <laughs> just go home. But she goes back to the boarding house and, like, has a chat with Miss Collins. And we realize that Miss Collins is, is, is Sandy. And, like, Miss, she has a picture of Sandy on her, on her wall. Like, I do think it helped that... We weren't really looking for that because Anya Taylor-Joy has yeah. such a specific look and has such big eyes. And um, this actress playing the older version, do you remember her name? Oh, my God, that's horrible. Emma, that it, Emma Peel. Emma Peel. Emma Peel? Or is Emma it Peel. Diane something? Yes. Oh, oh. Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg. <laughs> See, don't, don't, don't look at me like you knew it. He thought he wait, was telling me. Emma, wait. Emma Peel is the character she played in that old yes. show, The Avengers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like, and she... God rest her soul. I think this is her last role. So yeah, she's it was a good role yeah. for the last one. You know, good yeah. go out on a horror. Um, but she doesn't look like her. She has like smaller eyes, and like Anya Taylor Joy has these really big, like expressive eyes. Um, but also, like I, that's fine. That doesn't does that that doesn't bother me because like she's a oh, lot okay. older. Yeah. It's not like I like a movie more when an older actor is kind of putting their own spin on a performance rather than trying to imitate the younger one or trying to look too much like the younger one. Like I think sometimes people get bogged down with looks too much. Yeah. Um, you know, the only time it bothers me of like, if it's supposed to be like 10 years and it's completely different, yeah. that's the only time it'll bother me. Yeah, absolutely. And you, because you know, Sandy's like what in, in her twenties, she's supposed to be in her twenties. Like this lady would have changed so much yeah. by then her entire person would be different, you know, personality was. Yeah. Um, so it made sense. And she did a really good job. And I think both of the older actors did a really good job of like yeah. putting their own spin on a performance so that we couldn't exactly tie them to any specific person. And I think yeah, that really helped with the mystery. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> so Miss Collins is Sandy. Uh, Sandy tries to poison Ellie. He's only like debilitated enough for John to come in and get fucking stabbed because John, John by now, at this point, John, you should realize that you should not be near Ellie. You should go somewhere. You have a dorm, like, you have a party, you have something. He like missed being attacked three other times. Like, let's see, <laughs> let's go for a fourth. Get stabbed right in the fucking stomach. Yeah. But as we know from Scream, a stab in the stomach does not mean death. 
Um, <laughs> and Sandy just chases. I thought this scene was really cool. Sandy chasing her up the stairs. The steps she, and the way they like, yeah. Just all, because it's, it's, none of it is just like based in reality. It's very, yeah. it's very, what would the word be? I don't know. It's very artistic. Um, artsy fortsy. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. The, the vocabulary, I don't know. Artsy fartsy. Um, and she's like flashing between Anya Taylor-Joy and, and, and Dana Rigg and it's just so fucking good. Um. But I mean, the house is on fire. Also, like, there's there's a lot oh, going so that- on here, guys. There's a lot going on. The house is on fire. John's laying at the <laughs> bottom of the stairs, bleeding out, screaming for Ellie. Ellie's like drugged up, but like kind of like getting her Bambi legs. <laughs> so she's trying to get upstairs. <laughs> her Bambi legs. <laughs> just a little bit shaggy. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but uh, Sandy ends up killing herself, and and Ellie gets out, and John gets out, and I guess. But I did like that. Out. I I like the uh, a thing that I liked was. I like that her character is just kind of like, you know what? I'm yeah. going to sit here. You can go. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and die with all the ghosts. Um, I kind of I like that it wasn't like, I mean, granted, she did just try to kill her, but I like that she, like, <laughs> she was kind of just like, yeah, you know what? The, she, it was like that. It was like that. She didn't have any sort of like big moment where she realized the, the error of her ways. She's like, the police are here. I don't have time to yeah. kill you. <laughs> like, the police are here. Down, the place is burning. Go. Save your friend. She even says, go get your friend. You know, he's probably still alive downstairs. I think one of your the friend other big that twists, I stabbed. <laughs> one of the other big twists was that all of the men that Sandy had slept with, like over time, she had been killing. So the, her pimp Jack was the first guy she p- killed, is what I'm guessing. And then the rest yeah. of the guys since then she was killing and putting them in the walls i don't know how she was doing that and 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 i do i was bummed and now this is going to go back to your like not watching a trailer thing i was bummed that like the big scary moment was in the trailer and that was the only big scary moment was like the hands coming through the floors and the walls and like them tearing it down like i i again i i wouldn't really call this a horror movie but like that was the only moment of like horror horror and we had already seen that in the trailer and i was like Oh, yeah. I think moments like that are see that that's what kind of like makes it horror for me is like moments like that is like the amount of terror and and horror imagery um, that we have. And I think we have plenty of it in this that we can call this a horror. Um, I really love the style, too. Even when they're like the hands, like you said, are like busting through. It's like glass, right? It looks like glass rather than like them busting through wood. That's so fucking cool to me. Um, and then it's these, all these, all these, the ghosts of these men, and they're like, help me, help me, kill her, kill yeah, yeah. her, avenge me. And I like that, at least, like, no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Miss Collins. When the ghost is like coming out of the bathroom and she's like freaking out, and it's like, help me. And it's like, the whole movie, you couldn't have said that. <laughs> you Two hours spoke. Ago. You couldn't and have I, said anything. <laughs> and I put in my notes, is this me and Zach every time we fight? It's just like, oh, that's what the miscommunication was. It's just by the end, by the end, this is every time me and Ian have a fight. It is, it is, there's a lot going on during the fight. By the end, we finally say the thing that we were arguing about. And we're like, ah, I get it. I get it. Okay. By the way, we didn't record for this one because we had gotten into a big argument right before we watched it. And don't we got tell into, everyone. I don't give a fuck. We got right to the end of the argument, and we it was like we were both really heated, and we were like, "Do you want to still watch this?" We just rented it. We we're like, "Yeah, we already rented it. Let's watch it." And we, <laughs> we watched it, but then by the end of the watching it, we were like, oh, "We're too tired to like <laughs> to record." Well, and and Zach was like, "I don't want you taking notes because I want you to pay attention." Well, good thing I took notes because I took. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. But I did. I did really want you to pay attention for this one because i i 
I was hoping you were going to like it a little bit more than you did. Um, I don't know. I, I just loved it. I loved the like 60s and, and all of that. You know, I'm not like other girls either. I do enjoy the 60s and older <laughs> music. Uh, the music, by the way, that's another really good thing that we didn't really talk very, about. Very, very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. I bought it on vinyl thinking I was getting the soundtrack. It's just the score. It's just yeah. the score and Downtown by Anya Taylor-Joy. Zach, why does that happen? I feel like you know a lot about these things. Why Why does that happen? Because that has happened before. I, there's been it's times where I remember. But... It's probably like because they license it for the movie. But don't right? they have they... to? Pay a lot for it to be in. I guess it would be different. Yeah, they like, probably yeah. no, they probably do. But then, like distributing it, they probably have to. It's probably a lot of money to do that. But um, mm-hmm. the way they use music in this is really, really good. So it's all like period music. We get a lot of that, um, especially during like these dream sequences and stuff. And it's really effective there. But also during the moments of like the highest tension. There's there's uh, right after Ellie has the freak out in the classroom and runs out and leaves her bags and everything. And she's running through the city. They're playing. Uh, There's always something there to remind me. And it's, but it's like that blaring loud mixed with this really intense score right underneath it. And it's just fucking maddening. It's like chaotic. And they do that throughout this whole fucking movie. And it's, it's so good. It's so effective. It's so effectively done. Yeah, no, the music, I, I feel like you and I both are like, that's one thing we both always are suckers for. Like I like using like not just score. Like I like a score, but I like using both. Yeah. I think so. What was one of your favorite scenes? What what, your favorite scene and your least favorite scene? Um, My favorite scene. Hmm. I want to say it's the club scene, but I know that's your favorite scene. I'm trying to think of something else to say. I really liked that club scene. Um, you know what? Maybe that first time when she like goes into her dream t- with the, the vision slash dream with the mirror. I just really mm-hmm. liked the way that looked. Yeah. Um, and I guess my least favorite. No, you know what? No, the library. That's one of my favorite scenes. I will say the library. And it was really good. It was really good. Well uh, yeah. Um, my least favorite. Se- Wait, also, we got to talk about the end because you don't like the end and I like the end. <gasps> oh, yeah. I completely like wrote it out of my memory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the end. Ellie did not get away. That was not the only end. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. <laughs> so then we we have like our little like happy epilogue. That's yeah. like the kicker at the end. And it's her grandma's there. Her boyfriend's there. She has a fashion show. Everyone loves it. She kills it. She goes backstage. She sees her mother again. But it's like she's approving of her. Um, and even Jocasta like touches her shoulder until she did a job. And it's like a neat little wrap up. Zachary does not like it. I liked it. I think. Did you? What did you like about it? So, because I don't really, for me, this wasn't really a horror movie. It was like a supernatural psychological thriller, and I felt like the the movie itself needed a little kicker at the end that wasn't just like, oh, the building's burning down. Like we mm-hmm. needed to be like, because she had like we knew she had these like mental health issues. We knew her mother did. So like you know you still might like have a nervous breakdown after that happened. So I felt like. Because the movie wasn't interested so much in the horror, it was more interested in like the reaction to everything. Um, I felt like that made sense for like a quick little, and it was like, it was quick. So it wasn't like we stayed on it for like 10 more minutes. It was like, what, three minutes maybe? Um, And so that's why I like that. Cause I like the little wrap up to be like, oh, like Mm -hmm. Nana's okay. She's there visiting, like we're doing okay. Nana should have been there already. Nana should have gotten to the fucking city already. Okay. Let me (laughs) sit on the movie for a minute. This ending was fucking stupid. It was horrible. First off, we open the ending with 
the whole movie is like building up to this like like Ellie is super inspired by Sandy in the 60s and she's going to come up with these really great pieces for her fashion show at the end of the year. They're fucking ugly as shit. She comes up with the ugliest fucking work based on this is the Sandy's like beautiful dress in the 60s, you know. <laughs> like these dresses fucking look awful. They're horrible. <laughs> um and then this is there's absolutely no consequence here. We don't know how much time has passed. We don't know anything. Like it's just there is no consequence. That came from any of those actions. I understand that she was having traumatic moments of seeing visions and all of this. But, like, she almost fucking killed Jocasta. Jocasta is really okay with just, like, giving her a pat on the back and being like, you go, girl. Really? (laughs) I don't fucking buy that. I don't buy that. I understand that John was painted throughout the movie to be, like, very forgiving and stuff. But he should be nowhere near Ellie. Nobody should be anywhere near Ellie. Ellie needs to be home. The movie, for me, should have ended with them putting the uh, the oxygen mask over Ellie and then like we see that she lived and then in my mind I know that her grandma came and took her home because like she just narrowly escaped being locked away for the rest of her life <laughs> and now she has to live out in, in, in Cornhole England you know in her, her grandma's old house but that would be like a fucking might as well died in that house then ending is how I feel. Probably, probably. Because now what we know is that this isn't an isolated incident for her. She sees these things. These are still going to happen. And if they happen as intensely as they happened here, we're headed down a very bad path, you know. And I just don't like that we didn't see any consequence for for any of that. I don't know. Like, she went through hell. Do I... I watched her scream and cry that whole fucking movie. Flip? I don't want to. How did we to... flip? I know. <laughs> Defending Miss Ellie here. <laughs> like she was, she was screaming and crying the whole movie. I didn't need an ending where it's like, look, she's gonna be screaming and crying the rest of her life. For me, that's like a. Well, that's why I'm saying just the ma- oxygen mask over. We see that both of them lived, and it's good. We can end there. I don't know why we needed the epilogue. I think it's like a take it or leave it. I completely wrote it out of my mind. I completely forgot about it. So, um, I hope you do as well. I hope uh, viewer that you write that out as well let's completely erase that from the narrative <laughs> rude you know i'm gonna change it that this is my my zach rewrite uh, the epilogue is all in her head while she has the oxygen mask over her it's just in her head because that's not fucking happening nobody's forgiving this bitch <laughs> i mean like you liked her you want her to be suffering forever no i just think it's more realistic that she does and i like a bleaker ending so <laughs> um i really like this movie i would really recommend it to everybody would you you would recommend it everybody watch it though right yeah sure yeah okay yeah okay okay um if you just had random visions popping in popping up in your life at random moments you're at barnes and noble and you're checking out a customer and and all of a sudden there's a ghost lunging at you how do you handle that that's your life how do you handle it um well you learn to deal with it I like this is the time when I'm like right. fucking get it together because I would be like okay this is happening all the time oh look a ghost jumping at me nothing's gonna happen it's just gonna go through me so mm, fuck you ghost like I would learn to do that I would fucking suck it up and just have to learn <laughs> because like the, what's the option you're just screaming every day all the time that's what I choose to do I choose to scream at the customer on the other side of the register just violently screaming, no explanation. And then when the vision's done, I proceed to finish checking her out and she leaves. <laughs> every time? Every, every time. time? Every time, every time. I'm hoping that's not happening for every customer, but if it does, just got you're you're, some throat well, then, spray and you just start screaming. Well, then your ending would be just you're screaming all the time and you're going to jail. 
that's that's your ending because that's the ending you like. My ending is I get a nice boyfriend <laughs> out of it and I become a star at fashion school. There you go. I could see this happening for you. At, at, <laughs> at, um, it would be a Barnes and Noble. You'd be do something involving books. So you'd write a book in the ending. Your epilogue would be your book for release party. Um, and everybody has forgiven you for almost murdering them. You would not forgive me. <laughs> no, we're not. We're locking. Um, we are fifty-one fifteen, and we are locking him away. Okay, that's what we're. You know doing. what? Fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can everybody find you, Ian? Find me on social media at Ian X Carlos. You can find my other podcast, Slayer Fest '98, that Zachary also co-hosts sometimes. Uh, at Fest X '98 on all social media platforms, and uh, yeah, where can they find you, Zachary? And where can they find my buddy, my buddy Judy? Um, you, we can find My Bloody Judy if you search it My Bloody Judy on YouTube and all that uh, and then Adventures of Second Beat if you want to search me uh, but when are you starting Moonrise Moonfall Moon Nana Moon Knight Moon Nana Moon Knight <laughs> uh, I'm starting coverage this week on episodes will drop on Friday for every new Moon Knight episode and there will be six what so yeah I'm going to be putting out episodes on that um yeah. Zachary, Very are you going to watch it? Uh, Moon Knight? No. <laughs> not, I feel like I don't need to watch that one. It's okay. Hope you like this coverage of Last Night in Soho, and we will see you next week. Bye.